I'm Zach. And I'm Josh. And this is Lamp Stomp, a Pixar podcast. And we are back. We are back. Zach, how have you been? Tonto. I'm excited. This is the first time I ever watched this movie. So for the first time in Pixar or Lamp Stomp history, this was not a rewatch for me. It was just a watch. Because I did with Turning Red. I did rewatch Turning Red once. Yeah. Yeah, this is... This movie is uh, something special. Um, I saw it in theaters, actually. Um, I think it was out in like Christmas time. It was November. It came out in November. It was in November. So I was, we were in, um, when we were in Disney, one of the nights we went to Hunter and I and Holly, her sister, went to go see this movie. I think it was just that. Haley may have come too. But we went to go see this movie. And, and it was, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't really I didn't care like I was kind of like yeah I'm along for the ride right uh, but I wasn't like super thrilled about it and I was I was very impressed a good movie um but I have a question for you all right um I, I, I've talked to you a good bit about how I feel about Frozen 2's soundtrack okay uh as a result of my daughter loving it <laughs> are there is there anything that that your daughter loves that like at some point you didn't care about that you now love as a result okay this is going to be hilarious and it it actually somewhat has something to do with pixar yes my daughter adores life is a highway by rascal flats (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome if she is getting fussy at the like at like while eating Carly will play that on our Alexa and she'll calm down enough to where she can finish eating. That's incredible. If she's getting fussy, like in like getting ready to give a bath, we'll play it and she'll start dancing and be able to finish the bath. Like that is the secret to calming Emery down. You want to know what the secret to calming Addie down is? <laughs> What's that? The family magical. <laughs> <laughs> that opening song. She absolutely loves it. So I, I already liked this movie before Addie ever saw it, but I I like to use the term I've been Stockholm syndromed into really liking this movie (laughs) because not only does she love the music, she loves the movie. It was the first like thing on a TV, the second thing on a TV. She really liked Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, but the first thing that she really liked, she would stop what she was doing if if we played one of these songs on the TV. She would just like stop and stare at it for the entire song. She loves all of the music from this movie she loves when this movie is on tv she goes crazy and so as a result as i uh, mentioned and why i picked it i've seen this movie probably 30 times and this was the first time in a long time that i actually sat down and watched the whole movie on my own by myself but even before i sat down and watched it i was um watching towards the end one of the really like moving songs like i almost busted out crying watching it (laughs) not even in context yeah (laughs) just it happened to be on in our house and I watched the song and the subtitles were on and I was like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. 
It's a lot. We'll, I'm sure we'll dive into that as well. Um, so Josh, why don't we go ahead and move on to our Remember Me section. Remember me. Encanto opens with us meeting Mirabel, uh, the one of the youngest cousins in the family, Madrigals, and she is singing this fun and catchy song that introduces you to the family. For the sake of brevity, I'm not going to introduce you to the family. Go listen to the song. <laughs> it does a pretty good There's job. A, it's a big family. They have all have magical powers, except for Mirabel. She doesn't have one, and it's not explained at all. She just doesn't have one. The day that she's singing this song is on the day that her youngest cousin, the, young, the youngest cousin in the family, Antonio is supposed to get his gift. So when the song ends, we are we see the whole family is like decorating and they're kind of frantically kind of looking for Antonio and they're all trying to prepare for this big celebration where the whole town is going to kind of gather to come see this gift be given to Antonio, the, the gift of uh, some magical gift that we don't know what it's going to be. So nobody can find him and they're all trying to decorate and Mirabel goes off to the nursery of the home, the room that she still lives in because she never got her own room and the room that Antonio lives in because they share it. And she realizes, and she has a little gift, she realizes he's hiding because he's scared. And she finds out where he's hiding by dangling the gift and she goes under the bed with him and is talking with him and she encourages him to that it's going to be all right, she's nothing to be afraid of. He comes on out and they all go to the like I don't know, backstage of the house from wherever everything's going to happen. They're all, his whole family is just kind of hanging out and the whole town is gathering at the house. It's this really fun celebration song and you see food being made, people, guests arriving. And it's, it's a really big deal, these, these gift ceremonies. So when it becomes time for Antonio to come out, he is... The whole town is kind of watching as he's supposed to go up this staircase in their house up to his new door, but he's too scared to do it. So he asks Mirabel to walk with him, which is just not something that ever happens. But as she's walking him up, holding his hand, she's having flashbacks to the night that she had her gift ceremony and she went up to the door and it completely just disappeared. And it was this very traumatic moment for her where instead of ma the magic bursting and her having this gift, it, it just unexplained it just disappears and she doesn't get a gift. So it, after all that happened, after she kind of has a flashback, she goes off to the side. Antonio goes up and he's given the gift of the ability to talk to animals. And it's super fun and exciting because the magic is strong and his, his, he has a new gift and everybody's celebrating in his new exotic fun jungle room where all of the animals can reside with him. And while they are, while the family is celebrating, Mirabel has this breakout song of her talking about how she is ready for a miracle. She wants to be given her magical gift and be careful what you wish for, because I'm going to talk about that in 22. Then she sees the whole house cracking and the candle that is supposed to be representative of the the miracle as a whole. And it has this never ending flame. It starts flickering like it's going to burn out. She runs over into the room where everybody's celebrating. She tells them that the miracle's dying, the house is cracking, everything's breaking, and they all go out to go look, and everything kind of looks 
fine. Uh, you don't see any cracks in the house that she saw, but she had a cut on her hand from a shard of the broken house. And that didn't go away. She still had that. But Abuela dismisses Mirabel's account and says, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's just keep celebrating. Nobody worry. But later that night, Mirabel goes out of her room and she overhears Abuela kind of like talking to, praying to, asking her um, her deceased husband, Abuelo, for help. Just like I, I the, the magic is struggling. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix it. I need help. And Mirabel decides I'm going to save the miracle. Or on that in 22. <laughs> Next day, she is like, how do I save a miracle? What am I supposed to do? Well, I mean, I'll talk to the one person who hears everything and would know if anything was going on. So she goes to talk to Dolores and Dolores says that all night long, Luisa's eye was twitching. She was nervous. And that's about the only kind of weird thing that was going on. So Mirabel goes to Luisa. And through Luisa's song, we learned that she is under an intense amount of pressure to be strong enough to carry the town and the family. And that pressure is crushing her. I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to get into this in the music section, but the way they told the story through the music I thought was really something. Dude, Lynn manuel Miranda is a yeah. genius. Like I said, we'll talk more about that, but I think that you saying that's part of the story really is something. So keep going. Yeah, it's huge. So after talking to Lisa, she learns that Bruno, her uncle, that they don't talk about that isn't there, that he had a vision about the magic dying before he disappeared from everyone's life so she said you you need to go to bruno's tower and figure out find that vision figure out what that's about so she goes off to bruno's tower bruno's room is massive and she has to climb a ridiculous amount of stairs to get to his tower and she finds the vision broken and shattered and she puts it back together and she says that it's the vision was of her standing in front of the house crumbling and it looks like she is going to be what ruins the miracle and what tears the family apart so she runs off to her room kind of hides it her dad sees it and he's like let's just hide it let's not talk about it tonight has to be perfect because abuela has arranged for um, mariano to propose to isabella because she's thinking if i'm going to save the miracle abuela's thinking to save the miracle she's going to need to grow the miracle and grow the family and that's the only way to protect the miracle is to help it grow so she's trying to force this marriage to happen really quick so that way the family can continue to grow and so this night is really important in in, in her eyes because it's the only way to save the miracle and because it's important to abuela everybody is taking it very seriously so it's a very important dinner um, at dinner it is kind of an absolute um crazy crazy show because uh dolores overheard because she hears everything overheard that Mirabelle is what's going to ruin the miracle. And she is a blabbermouth and she tells everyone and everyone tells everyone. And by the end, by like the, before anybody's even eaten that rumor and that secret has been spread around the whole table and everybody kind of knows and, and tensions are rising and conflict is brewing and Mirabelle's trying to hide the miracle. She doesn't want the, she doesn't want Mariana to realize that anything's wrong with the family or the miracle. She doesn't want her abuela to realize that, the, that Bruno's vision says that she 
that she ruins the the miracle and so she's trying to hide it but eventually it kind of all comes to culmination and there's this big like conflict and the vision is thrown and lands right in front of abuela and mariano and his mom leave and it's kind of this big like everybody is super angry with each other they're not like all out fighting at this moment but it's clear that there's a lot of tension and Abuela's trying to put on a good face for the community. Like, no, everything's fine, but clearly everything is not fine. So, uh, just before the dinner, I forgot to mention that that's where the, the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, drops in. But that doesn't, that, that song, as amazing as it is, actually doesn't really push the plot forward in any way. <laughs> Nobody talks about Bruno because they all think that he's a bad guy because he has visions. Anyways, moving on. Mirabelle sees after all of this, after the dust kind of settles of this argument, the house is kind of calm and everybody's kind of gone off their own ways. Mirabelle notices that the vision, pieces of the vision were being carried away by some rats. She's like, what the heck are they doing? She follows them and they climb behind a picture into a hole in the wall. She follows them and she finds Bruno in the walls and she chases after him and she eventually catches up to him in a really fun and, and funny way. And we learned that Bruno's really not this evil villainous character. He's actually kind of clumsy and awkward. And he's he just, he's, he's real, he's a real dope he's nerd. guy. He's a weird guy. He's real. And he's, he's hilarious. He's not evil, terrifying. Like he, they portray him in that song. He's actually just, he's really nice. He's, he's, he's kind of funny. He's a funny uncle, but he, uh, he never left. Um, in fact, he gave up his miracle. He, he just stopped having visions. He, he gave up his tower and he was like, I'm out of here. And he just hid in the walls because he, he didn't, he felt like his gift was tearing the family apart. It was just constantly causing conflict. So he just kind of stopped doing that, but he didn't want to, he didn't have anywhere to go and he loves his family. So he just kind of stayed in the walls, kind of watching them through the cracks and kind of just existing. But but not being seen because he didn't want to cause any problems, but he, he loved them so much. He didn't want to leave them. So Mirabelle sees this and she starts, she just wants to help him be a part of the family and come back. And she says, well, you know what? I'm going to have you have that same vision. You need to go do that same vision and you need to, we need to see forward. We need to see past that to see what happens because he said, this is not like a normal vision the fate after it is it's not very clear like it looks like it could go any direction you could ruin the miracle or you could save the miracle and it's it's up to you what's going to happen and in his in his vision the next time that we're having it he sees that the way to save the miracle is actually through an embrace um they follow this butterfly which is a fun easter egg throughout the movie and the butterfly leads them to leads mirabelle leads to Mirabelle hugging Isabella and it is her older sister that she just despises because Isabella has everything that Mirabelle wishes she had. She has a perfect, beautiful gift and she's graceful and she's just the perfect golden child as she says in the opening song. And when she goes to talk to her, she's, Mirabelle's having a really hard time apologizing because she feels like Isabella, why would I apologize to Isabella? She's had literally everything perfect. And Isabella's like, I am tired of being perfect. I've had to act and look perfect my entire life. And it's exhausting. And she realized, Mirabelle realizes, Isabella is under the exact same pressure that Luisa's been under. But instead of to be strong, it's to be 
perfect. And she um, couldn't quite, Mirabelle couldn't quite get Louisa to, to step out and be vulnerable and weak. And when she, when Louisa did, it actually made her feel worse. But with Isabella, she starts feeling free and she stops being this perfect person and she starts creating whatever she wants and she stops making just flowers and she starts kind of acting kind of wild and crazy and it it flourishes the miracle and when they hug we see the miracle is growing stronger but abuela doesn't see it that way abuela just saw that the town is kind of in disarray that Isabella just grew a bunch of exotic and dangerous plants all over town and the house looks like a mess and Isabella looks like a mess and the house still has a bunch of cracks and so Abuela starts railing into Mirabelle telling her that she it's that just because she doesn't have a gift doesn't mean she can tear the family apart and that it's her fault and Mirabelle has this moment of like broken realization of like no one's going to be perfect enough for you. You're tearing the family apart. You're ruining the miracle because you have all these unrealistic expectations on everyone. And a fun conversation point that we might have is who is the actual result of the miracle breaking in that moment? Because that's a fun moment. And the house crumbles after this fight between Mirabelle and Abuela. The, there's a giant divide uh, literal divide broken in the ground in the mountain the house starts crumbling uh, Mirabelle uh, climbs up and, and grabs the candle but even with the house crumbling when the house is fully crumbled the candle burns out no one has any gifts um, and the house is completely destroyed and after um, her mom checks on her Mirabelle runs away she just takes off and she goes to be alone and then kind of fades out fades back into probably the next day everybody's trying to find Mirabelle no one can find her no one knows where she is um but we see Abuela come across her uh, Mirabelle sitting by a river she goes and she talks to her and says this is where we received our miracle that's uh, where your Abuela died and it goes through a song uh two caterpillars uh did you watch that song with the subtitles on? I did. Did you? Uh, I didn't realize it until uh, yesterday that there's also the credits has the English version, yeah. which is a better translation than the subtitles. <laughs> right. But the subtitles, it gives you the. Yeah, it gives you enough. The song is played in Spanish, even when you watch the, sh the movie in the English version. And uh, the only way to kind of get the, the translation at the time is to have subtitles on. And it's very uh, emotional song about. Uh, these two caterpillars growing together, um, trying to weather through life, even though life is constantly changing and they're changing and there's going to be a miracle and there'll be butterflies eventually and through a lot of change. But the only way to get from a caterpillar to a butterfly is through very dramatic, very miraculous change. And that, that change that is so hard is the thing that allows you to grow. And that song is kind of like carries the entire themes um, and the message of this movie forward. And it is where uh, both Abuela and Mirabel realize like the miracle was the family and the gifts were a part of it. But the miracle was the fact that the, 
abuela no longer had to be alone and she had to suffer the loss of her husband alone and she's never going to have to have that happen again because of the family anything that happens they'll they'll weather that storm together instead of alone so they go um and then bruno charges out and he's like it's not her fault she didn't do anything wrong and he's like kind of trying to rail into abuela but she just gives him a hug she hasn't seen him forever she's so excited to see him especially now that she realizes like the and as she says, the miracle is not the gift, but it's you. And she hugs him and she, and they all go back home. And when they get home, there's this big song that also kind of continues to carry this new theme of we're going to, we're going to rebuild this home. We're going to rebuild this family. We're going to rebuild this community, but it's not going to be on this idea that the only way that things can move forward is if we use our powers to be perfect and to, to make a perfect life but it's just that we use our powers to help each other and help each other be the best that we can be and have the best life that we can have not that we um that our life is completely dependent on everybody being perfect but that it's just that we're going to do everything we can to help each other and the house gets rebuilt and while they're kind of starting to rebuild the whole community comes up and it's not just the family together, but the whole community at large. And they all rebuild the house except for the doorknob. And they want Mirabelle to be the one to finish the house. And so she walks up to go put the doorknob in. And it's very similar to a, a gift ceremony. And when she puts it in, the magic shows up just like a gift ceremony. And the door explodes with a picture, just like it does during a gift ceremony. But in this picture it looks almost identical to what Antonio's door looks like but it's Mirabelle in the center and instead of like a bunch of animals it's the family so Mirabelle is at the very center and the whole family is around her and this is kind of like this is her door this is her room is the whole house and that's where the movie ends and that's Encanto how long was that it wasn't too bad um, all right, so Encanto is a 2021 American pure animated musical uh, comedy film produced by Walt Disney. Um, it was distributed by Walt Disney. So this is the first strictly Disney movie that we have watched. Um, I don't know about you, Josh, but um, it, it like last week we did uh, Shrek. And so I kind of knew what I was getting into. But this, whenever the, the castle scene happens, usually right after the castle scene, I'm ready for a and the uh, the lamp <laughs> defeats the eye. But we yeah. have the, the Pixar scene there. And so um, it was kind of a little weird to to, to uh, not have that. Anyway, this is uh, this movie was directed by Jared Bush and by, uh, Byron Howard, um, based on the screenplay by Sharice Castro Smith and Jared Bush. Um, and so it is starring a whole bunch of um, Hispanic speaking people, which is which is great um, for for movies about that. I'm, I'm glad they don't like just do popular people, I guess, just to um, get people in the seats, but they actually care about um, the culture and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's the music. Hey, um, I think that uh, all of the actors, I might be wrong, but I think they're all Colombian. Colombian too. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, and so the music is by Jermaine Franco, um, but obviously Lin-Manuel Miranda had a huge portion of, um, of the music that, that went in here. Um, and so I think when you think of Encanto, yeah, you think of the, the movie, but honestly what you should think about and what a lot of people probably think about is the soundtrack. Um, and so the soundtrack 
was one of the first Disney soundtracks to top the U.S. Billboard Top 200. Um, the the album did, and it was the album was there for over nine weeks um, at number one. Um, and to, to kind of just tell you how much I don't know anything about music now, um, it was replaced by Lil Durk Seven Seven Two Twenty. I hate popular music. <laughs> So um, there's that. But um, also, uh, we don't talk about Bruno um, was just the second song in Disney history to be the number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart um, in the first one in over 29 years. Do you know the other Billboard topping song from Disney's repertoire? Uh, It's got to be let it go no it's it's been 29 years oh uh let it go only got to four um okay 29 years i think that that's further than 29 years but i'm gonna go is it i just can't wait to be king nope it's from aladdin it's a whole new world what a good song. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so the, the soundtrack is huge. Um, so Encanto premiered at the El Capitan Theater in Los Angeles on November 3rd, 2021, um, and was released in the United States on November 24th, over a 30-day theatrical run um, because of the COVID. Um, it had a budget of 120 to $150 million, and it only made $254 million. So Josh, not a big jump. Does that maybe answer some questions that we've had about why that went to theaters, why Turning Red wouldn't have went? Um, what do you think there? It was a fifty million dollar. Uh, about a hundred. That's a lot less than normal. Oh yeah, because it, um, this movie is good enough. It could have made a billion dollars if COVID never happened and this movie came out. It could have made over a billion dollars. I firmly believe that. Did they out? It did go to theaters. Yeah. Did it go? Was it available on Disney? No. It was pretty quick, wasn't it? It was very quick. I think it was near the end of the 30 days, but I think it came out in theaters before it went to Disney Plus. Uh, oh, it came out in Disney Plus December 24th. So literally the, after the 30 day. That's pretty short for it to be in theaters. I think that it it could have made what it would have normally made if they kept it in what's what's standard three months two months yeah about three months probably two months if they had kept it i think that it would have i I think that they kind of were towing the line with us they were trying to get the best of both worlds where we'll we'll put it in theaters to get that big initial bump but then we'll throw it to disney plus to try to get some more members i think i've kind of landed on i think that they they're that the purpose of sending stuff straight to disney plus is to grow their client base um it to be like a startup boost is kind of my think i my thinking i don't think it's something that is here's some generating a lot of profit in the short term it's an investment in the long term and that they're not going to be doing this for much longer right and and you gotta think like how often maybe not you but how often do people be like oh i need disney plus and they just never cancel it like don't even think about canceling it and so it's just like i think it's five i think the base one is like five or seven bucks a month like it's yeah. you can just forget that that's ever even coming out especially <laughs> if you're if you watch one movie a month it's like right. oh it just it just paid for itself because i would have rented that movie for four bucks <laughs> right 
Um, and so, yeah, so the running time of this movie is 102 minutes um, and it has a Rotten Tomato score of 91. Um, that's the critic score with an audience score of 93. Yeah, that sounds about right. So that is Encanto. Do you have anything else on that uh, vein before we move on? Um, oh, you may have, missed, you may have missed it. It, it actually won uh, the best animated film category at the Academy Awards this last year. Um, it beat nice. out um, Luca um, and a couple others, but um, and so I forgot that to, to mention that. Um, did um did it win anything for music? Did you already mention that? I might have um, missed it. So, not that I saw. Um, so huh. it says additionally at the 94th Academy Awards, the track Dos Orvitos. I'm sorry, I completely butchered yep. that, but um, it was nominated, um, but I don't think it won. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I did hear that it was uh, nominated. I wasn't sure if it won anything. That song is incredible. For sure. Gosh, why don't we move on to making our mark? You've got to earn your mark by doing something big for something bigger than yourself. Someday you'll all make your mark. And I can't wait to see it. Josh, what is your general attraction for this movie? I kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, I didn't really care about this movie. Like, I saw it was coming, and I was like, yeah, I'll see it. Um, it looks like it's going to be, like, a Frozen-level good movie. Like, it'll be good. The music will be fun. Uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't anticipating it. I wasn't planning on seeing it. Um, we saw it in theaters, but it was just, like, a circumstance thing. It was kind of like, yeah, that movie looks like it'd be something we'd like to watch. And uh, we had babysitters through grandparents and it was kind of just a, it was kind of a, here, you guys go have a night, go have some fun, go do something fun. And we're like, yeah, let's go watch a movie. And so it, it I saw it kind of out of circumstance. I, I, I think the day of, like, I was like told like, hey, we're going to go to the movies. Like, okay, what are we going to see? Okay. Like it's kind of <laughs> whatever. So I give it, I give it a seven. Uh, like it'll be fine. I wasn't excited for it, but I mean, that's the lowest this thing's gonna get. <laughs> yeah, I, I also gave it a seven. Um, I was kind of excited for this movie, um, but I think when it came out, we had already talked about not quite Pixar, so I was like, I may just wait. And I was able to wait until yesterday to watch what was probably the most hyped up Disney movie in quite some time. Um, yeah. And so that says something about the general attraction for um, for that movie. So I gave it a seven. Plot. I gave plot a nine. I, I think this is an overall pretty good story. Um, it's a great story of Maribel coming to peace um, with not having a, uh, a, a gift so much as like everyone else in her family has something that you can see and she doesn't. Um, and, and just kind of figuring out that, yes, we have these amazing gifts and they're awesome, but we don't have to portray as perfect. We don't have to portray as um, like, I don't know, like we have everything put together because in a lot of ways we don't. And I think that was kind of a cool little plot um, to kind of get from place to place. Yeah, uh, I, get plot, uh, I get plot a nine. Um, trying to think of why I wouldn't give it a 10. <laughs> I don't think I really, I don't have any like great reasons. It's not, I don't think it's 
it doesn't blow me away, but everything flows really well. Um, the way that things, the way that the the music is used to, which will play itself out in its own score, but the way that it's it's used to explain the plot and to move the plot forward is very good. The plot just is a good story that everything kind of just makes sense as it goes along. There were a few different things that I at times were like, that's kind of a plot hole. And then as I've watched it more and more and more and more and more and more, all of them have been flushed out. Like none of, there's nothing that doesn't make sense. One of the biggest things though was like, uh, wouldn't Dolores have known? And there's like several times where she's like, I knew he was there. I knew Bruno was in the walls. I literally could hear him all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, themes, what do you got for themes? I give themes a 10, dude. I love the themes in this movie. Um, I started out lower and the more that I kind of, we were talking about stuff early on. I was like, honestly, they are what, if the, if the messaging of this movie wasn't what it was, I, I wouldn't really care that much. The, the push of like, we do not have to be, we, we can't be perfect and we can't do things on our own. We were meant to live and drive in community that we're meant to use what we have to give to others. Um, but then also that, the flourishing of others isn't dependent on how good we are as individuals that we are we're meant to live in community we're meant to love and serve each other that family is so important that we're able that we in our imperfections and in our disagreements we can help each other grow and and be stronger than just the individual stuff um of like uh, of abuelo his individual of like sacrifice and abuela and what sacrifice alone can do to a person and how we're meant to help carry each other through hard times just the community family um driven themes in this are really incredible to me yeah so uh I, I enjoyed the themes as well, but I didn't quite give it a 10. Um, I gave it an eight. Um, I think that it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty good there. Um, just like, honestly, like, like you said, um, family is super important. Um, I do like the, the theme of we don't have to portray perfect all the time. Like we can show our vulnerable vulnerabilities and, and just be who we are. Um, and I think the whole thing about Mirabelle not having a power quote unquote, um, is that you're, you're special. It, it, it doesn't matter if you can lift a house on top of your head or, or make rain come when you get sad or, or whatever your power might be, um, you, you are special, um, because you are part of the family. And I think that's, that's kind of a cool thing. So I give it an eight. All right. Animation. I gave animation a 10 because this movie looks gorgeous. Um, it is beautiful everywhere, every way you look at it, it is, it is pretty. It's just like the people look good. Um, the, the environment looks good. Um, everything is just seems so fun and, and like, just, I don't even know how to say it. Just like amazing looking. It's vibrant. And so I gave animation a 10. What about you? Also a 10. It, it's incredible. The, the look of everything is is really fun it looks incredible the moments especially there's like they catch you off guard anytime that the the house is doing something when it's like zoomed in on textures of stuff or like really close up to something happening like when it's cooking the corn or pouring the coffee picture picture perfect like it looks like it's real life it's in, it's incredible for sure all right voice acting what you got for voice acting voice acting i gave it a nine 
kind of the standard that we give when it's like these people aren't solidified these voices aren't like only these characters for the rest of forever in my head but everybody does everything as well as you can imagine um, I even give it a little bit of a bonus point because I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Stephanie Beatrice is the voice of Mirabelle and she's also Rosa in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That kind of just blew my mind. Did you know that? You didn't oh. know that? <laughs> I didn't put that together. It gets, a, it gets an extra notch in my mind because she, a lot of times we say when we have a character that we, when we have a voice actor that we know them from something else, we're like, oh, but I kept getting taken out because That's I so knew different. That. She sounds nothing like her <laughs> character from she's she's nothing like it and she sounds nothing like herself like she she is so different and that's where i'm like yeah. wow that's a huge plus because i know that voice really well from a different show and i don't reckon i can't when i'm trying to hear it i can't hear it yeah that's hmm, that's interesting i gave voice acting a nine as well um for pretty much the exact same reasons um, I was not sure of a whole lot of people in these roles, but they all spit and sound great together. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that that is pretty standard, like you said, for, for when we run into things like that. All right. Soundtrack. <laughs> Soundtrack is a 10. Um, there's yeah, I was about to say, it's got to be. And, and what's funny for me is I had not listened to the soundtrack until yesterday. I tried to avoid that as well. Um, obviously, I couldn't avoid we don't talk about Bruno because it literally pops up everywhere. Like, <laughs> um, and so I at least knew the, we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. Like I had, I, like I knew that, but there's, there's so much other great parts about the soundtrack. It's, there's a reason that this album was number one um, for, for nine weeks straight um, above all like popular music. It's a, it's a Disney album. It's a soundtrack. And it was the number one album for nine straight weeks, which is, which is crazy. And, and there's a reason. And in, in a lot of ways, the music's just good for one, for like one, but the way that the music kind of tells the story and advances the plot, like uh, surface pressure when, when Louise is saying basically like, I have all this pressure on me. I don't look like it on the surface. I'm, I'm, I'm good. But then you see that like, she's breaking down. And then um, when uh, the sister, I can't remember the sister's name that makes Isabella. Yeah. Um, And so like, she is, is basically seeing like, I've been this perfect idea of what a daughter should be, what a person should be. But like, I have, falls i have uh scratchy cactus sides to me and 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 i just think that's really cool how the music could tell parts of the story and advance the plot what about you yeah um uh, 10 for sure linda miranda is a genius and have you ever listened uh, to hamilton like more than just like a song here and there oh dude i listen to hamilton like every road trip i go to i listen to hamilton Cool. Hunter does the same thing. And I've, and so I, I had never before I met her, but I have several times since. And just recently, um, well, a couple of weeks ago, we were, she was, we were doing like a deep dive and she was showing me like the beginning, she was showing me the family Madrigal, and then she was playing the opening song or a couple different opening songs from, uh, from Hamilton. She was like, I can, I can literally see his hand, how it's the same. Um, because he, not only does he weave each character's, um, specific, uh, melody of their song into the opening song, but he gives you a peek into every single character 
in that song, like that opening song introduces you to all of the people, yeah. all of the struggles they're about to experience, and also introduces you to all of the music that you're going to hear throughout the movie. That is cool. That's very cool. Um, um, yeah, it carries know. everything all the way through. Carly and I get to go watch Hamilton in Greenville when they come. We actually got tickets. What? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm super pumped. <sighs> yeah, that's that's awesome. So it's 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 incredible. The music sticks with you, and I've I've been I already liked it from the beginning. I kind of had a like a, oh I like it. Oh I'm tired of it too. Like it's <laughs> it's as good as it can get. Yep. Um, I don't know if I can say anything more to it. Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to say. Um, one interesting thing is that in the writing of everything, Bruno's name, do you know what it was supposed to be? Because it wasn't Bruno. You've, I feel like you've told me this. He, they, they were originally going to name him Oscar. But yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda. We had this conversation because I, I'm pretty sure I said that uh, Jesse's girl was supposed to be Oscar's girl. I remember having this conversation. That's funny. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. Lynn Manuel Miranda pushed for it to be Bruno because he liked the, that idea of no, the song no, no, Bruno no 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 yeah and boy was it a good move <laughs> yeah for sure okay I do want to ask um and this may be a hard one for you because like you said that Addie loves this this soundtrack and this these songs so much but what is your favorite song from this movie uh I would have said um we don't talk about Bruno before um Actually, no, I probably would have said the opening song before this rewatch, but I've got to say uh, two Ortigas. Yeah. The the English version of the of that song, the the Caterpillars song, uh, yeah. is probably my favorite one. It may change, but Surface Pressure is probably my favorite right now. It's a really fun song. Mm-hmm. All right. Characters, Josh. What you got for characters? Characters I've got ten. Uh, all of them. They're all I had a really, really hard time picking a list um, and I just I, I can I like found like connection to and enjoyment um, through the like quirks and the different aspects of every character in this movie through the through all the times that I've watched it like I just really care about all of them and I think they're all really fun in their own way for sure I get I get characters a 10 as well um just the path that they go on everyone realizes that they don't have to be perfect um even with the gifts it's okay to show weakness and and honestly the fact that um they don't have to be strong individually but they can come together and be strong is is um a really cool character journey for literally everyone had to learn that and I think that's that's kind of cool um and so for sure all right humor I gave humor an eight. Um, There's some pretty funny situations. Nothing really sticks out to me. Um, like if you ask me what my the funniest thing was from this movie, I don't know that I could recall it. Um, but it's it's not bad by any means. It's just not something that really sticks out to me. So an eight. Um, I gave it a nine. Oh, sorry. What did you give characters? Was it ten? Um, yes. Um, okay. So I give humor a nine. Uh, because it, there are um, a few different moments that were like really audible laugh out loud moments. And there have been things that I've like found, found and are really funny over watching it several times. I I remember it did something that I don't remember any movie making me do, which is like laughing the first time I ever saw it, like in the theaters when, um, when the, the whole Bruno introduction moment at the cavern where she's like about to fall 
Boom. And then he falls. And you're very sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he just stands up. Like, yeah. I busted out laughing. That was pretty good. Then, then there's two other really funny moments that, to me that are just background, background things. Uh, Camilo does a lot of really funny stuff. Uh, there's one part early on that uh, when they're, like, setting up the house for the, for the gift ceremony where it was they're like setting up and uh somebody named jose is setting up a sign and they need somebody to help him and it was like camilo we need another jose and he goes jose <laughs> and i every time that, that part happens in our house i just yell jose I'm, I'm so proud of that voice actor for really seizing his moment there <laughs> and then at the very end when they're like rebuilding the house there's this really funny part where it's like such a background thing like Camilo's not even the main part of the page but he grabs a shovel and he tries to spin it around and catch it and he drops it (laughs) and those two moments and there's there's other funny situations stuff throughout the movie and so it it actually made me laugh in a lot of ways that movies uh haven't for me in the past very good all right what about ending a 10 i love the ending of this man how do you feel about the end? Uh, I give it a nine. Um, I, I feel like it's a pretty good ending. Um, I do like that she finally gets to have her door, um, and it and it fixes the the family in the house and and how like just coming together is is what ultimately saved the miracle. Um, in a, in a lot of ways, it doesn't even really matter what caused the miracle to break, but coming back together is what fixed it. And and I think that's kind of a cool um, ending to to everything that's going on. So I give it a nine. Nice. Um, yeah, I, uh, I gave it a 10 because it's, I say that I've been Stockholm syndrome into liking this movie, but I think it's that it's got such depth that the first few times of watching it, I probably would have, I would have been nitpicky about a bunch of different little things that I've really flushed out and, and I understand them more. Um, I really didn't like the, um, whole, the miracles, not like the gift it's it's you and it's like no like let's let's be real the miracle part of this is that they have magical powers like that, that is the miracle <laughs> but the more that i've kind of like watched it the more i've realized and understand more about that and also stuff about mirabelle with the house and the like there's stuff i i understand a lot more of it to the point that like the end um i think tie from those or a Tigas or something close to that. The two caterpillar song to the end has like such a perfect bow on the whole movie that it like ties it all up together so well for me. Yeah, I can definitely see that. All right, Josh. Um, it finally is time. Um, and I'm interested to see your score on this one because I, I think we're gonna have different views on this. But how Pixar is this movie? I think this movie is not very Pixar. I think it's a seven. Oh okay. um, because while it is an incredible movie, uh, it both does not look like a Pixar movie, uh, though the characters feel a lot, and I equate it in my mind a lot to like Toy Stories, the side characters, the family is a lot like that in my mind. The, um, the characters are kind of like it, but it doesn't look like it. And the music, yeah. the musical through it is so not Pixar. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's very Pixar, but it is a very great movie. Yeah, so that's what, that's basically what I said. Um, I gave it a six. 
um, quality wise, this movie could totally be Pixar. Like if this movie came out as a Pixar movie quality wise, I would be like, yeah, it's right up there. It's so good. Um, but Pixar never really does the musical type movie. Um, Coco is really kind of the only one, but even Coco does it a little bit different so that it's not like, oh, let's break into random song. It's like, hey, we're at a talent show. Let's sing a song. Hey, we're, yeah. we're with we're with a singer. Let's sing a song like it's it's like. Um, does it a little bit more organically. And so um, I don't think Pixar's ever really done the musical type thing. Um, and so that's why it goes down a little bit in my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's not a Pixar type thing at all. Um, but that doesn't mean it can't be. This is the fun thing about the not Pixar is that, you know, there can be some very great movies that are not, that don't feel at all like a Pixar movie. Right. For sure. So that brings our total scores. For me, it comes to a 91. And for you, it comes to an 86, topping our list. Both of us had 77s for Shrek. Yes. So our new not quite Pixar rankings is Encanto number one and um, Shrek number two. That is super fun. (laughs) So far, I have no qualms with that. Um, (laughs) I love Shrek for what it is, but there, there are definitely some flaws. It's a better movie than Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. All right, Josh, why don't we move on to Woody's Roundup? Woody's Roundup. Who is your favorite character? My favorite character is someone that we should not be talking about. My favorite character <laughs> is Bruno. Uh, his, his tragic power that caused people to look at him in a bad light, but he was actually a good guy. It's a really cool story beat for him. Um, and, and the fact that there's the scene where he um, has the little sliver of light that comes through and you can see his plate that he is like colored in on the table. It's just a tragic story for this guy. And I feel bad for him because like, he didn't ask for any of this. Like he literally just tells people what's going to happen. It's not like he's causing the bad things to happen. He just sees what's going to happen. Um, and so I just kind of feel bad for him. So I figured I'd give him my favorite character. Yeah, I, I also chose Bruno. And up until this this specific rewatch, I would have said Camilo because I, I think he's just a funny, obnoxious yeah. brother, which I can relate to. But uh, <laughs> this time through, I saw like the sacrifice to Bruno. Not even necessarily that I feel bad for him, but like he chose because the same reasons that Mirabelle's setting out to try to save things, she he just wanted to protect the family. So he literally chose to be hidden away, give up everything so that way he could help his family because it's the only thing he could think to do to help them at that point. For sure. All right, least favorite character, who you got? I picked Mariano because uh, I don't really care about him. He's the person that is supposed to marry Isabella. Oh, like, whatever. I just love all of the family members, so I don't feel, I didn't want to pick any of them. I picked the grandma. Who'd you pick? Um, Abuela um just for pretty much similar reasons why we've picked people like that in movies past she's the cause of the generational trauma and so that's why i threw it there um nothing nothing she's not a bad character by any means but that's that's kind of why she gets that for me yeah because of her growth um yeah for sure i i didn't want to pick her but i that was the first person that popped in my head as well 
for sure. Like if I have to pick a family member, she's the only one that you feel negative feelings towards at any point in the movie. Right. All right, Josh, why don't we move on to 22? It is an honor having you prepare 22 for Earth. I'm going to make you wish you never died. I want to start with something that is very different for anything that we've ever done for 22. I want to have a which of the family's powers would you most like draft? There's eight powers. We each get four. Um, it will not be snake draft. It'll just be me then or you then me then back and forth. Okay. So I'll let you go first. Um, just to, to kind of go through them. Camilo has shape shifting. Dolores has super hearing. Pipa, I think, controls the weather. Louisa has super strength. Isabella can make plants. Antonio can talk to animals. Bruno sees the future. And Julieta sees uh, heals with food. All right. So which of these would you most want? Shapeshifter starting. Okay. First four. Interesting. Any reason why? This is uh, similar to a question that I, uh, that I was going to ask. I was going to ask which one do you think is the best and which one do you think is the worst? So I like this. This is more fun. Uh, why? Um, I think that some of these gifts are curses and that they're terrible and I would never want them. Um, <laughs> and I think that shapeshifting uh, by far out of all of them has the least negatives to it and it carries the least weight. Like you, there's less that you can do for other people. <laughs> it's more just fun for you. <laughs> right. Not really, but like, some of them are really awful, can be really awful. Yeah, um, I and I would never want them. <laughs> All right. With my second pick, um, I'm going between two, but I think that I can pick one and still have my second one, hopefully, by the time it gets back around to me. I'm going to pick Super Strength. I just think that that could be interesting, like picking up things and throwing them around. I think that would be a cool, cool one to have there. Nice. All right. What's your next? Not very hot. Wasn't high on my board. I'm oh. <laughs> Didn't have to pick that one so so quick. Darn. Uh, I'm gonna pick Antonio talking to animals. Dang! I should have picked that one first. Oh, you picked the wrong order. Yeah, no, I like <laughs> I like Antonio's gift talking to animals. I can shape shift. I can look like whatever. I don't know if shape shifting. I think shape shifting is just within people because he never does anything different. But uh, if I can look like anything I want, I can talk to anything I want, dude. I'm I'm. I'm shaping up to be able to do, I mean, I could be like a, I could take over the world, man. For sure. Um, a lot of the more, the ones that we have left are pretty tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I am maybe, uh, maybe I could get this later. I, I, I'm not really liking my powers at this point, but I'm going to pick healing with food. Um, oh, I'm so glad you picked that. Dang, that stinks. <laughs> um, but I think that one has, has the, the least chance of becoming a negative um yeah like here's the downside to that one that i know of because hunter and i've talked about this dude if you're living in a community and people know about this you gotta you're gonna spend food. all of your time cooking you'll be constantly <laughs> cooking yeah i can see that all right what's I think that's thing? the worst part for her uh did it see the future okay yeah dude i, I can talk I can... to anything I can look like anyone. I can see the future. I can literally take over the world. No one can stop me. <laughs> I, think I you can stop me. I can see the future. <laughs> the, the, this one was one that I never really even considered because in universe, this is the only one that had real negative consequences. And so like, I, I could, like you can actually see the negative that comes with this one. And so, um, yeah. But I mean, in my mind, 
if I don't want people to dislike me, I just won't tell them. It's going to be your fate anyways. Why, why does it matter if I tell you? <laughs> You'll find out that you're going to grow a gut because look at your plate. Obviously, you're going to grow a gut, dum-dum. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think Josh is turning into a super villain right in front of my eyes. <laughs> if I get my next one, dude, if I get the next one I got on my board. All right. There, there is a clear number one, in my opinion, that's left, and it's hearing. Um, because the other two are less good in my opinion so i uh i would not I, if i could turn it on and off super hearing super hearing would be top notch like it would be awesome yep. but if you can't turn yep. it off then that that is the problem which from the looks of this movie you can't yeah she uh has it constantly and it, and i see you see it and during the party she's covering her ears like the entire time right she's kind of got set she's probably and it sounds like from the first night that she doesn't probably doesn't sleep very well because she's got constantly hearing everything she was awake all night because she knew that Luis's eye was twitching all night that one seems like honestly one of the worst i'm gonna take the plants really? dude i can also grow whatever i want i don't want to control the weather because she can't actually control the weather yeah it's not weather no it's literally just a cloud over her her head well it can get but it's also like based off emotions it's not yeah. really something that you have any real control, control. over it's like, just happening Zach, you picked all of the, my least favorite ones, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Dude, also, controlling the weather. Um, imagine any teenager with oh. that. Yeah, <laughs> she had a miserable like, adolescence. Everyone around her, too. <laughs> she also it, had three it, children. It, during yeah. <laughs> Pregnancy hormones? I mean, yeah. like... <laughs> Dude, I, I, don't I don't care who you are like as anybody male or female as a teenager is is moody and crazy (laughs) and I would not want to be around them if the weather is affected based off of their mood (laughs) yeah so I I am I am able to shapeshift I can look like whoever I want guess what I'm gonna look like the president tomorrow number two (laughs) I can talk to animals guess what I'm going to have an army of apes, gorillas, and lions following me around. I can see the future. So whatever you think you can do to stop me, I can see it ahead of time. And I'm just going to get some animals to stop you. Also, not to mention, I'm just going to grow an entire rainforest around my home. So you can't get to me. (laughs) Well, I can hear everything you're doing. (laughs) I can control the weather. I have super strength and I can heal you with food. (laughs) Together we're unstoppable. (laughs) Join me, Zach. Me. <laughs> uh, all right. What you got for your thing on twenty-two? Um, for for the first one, uh, just a little. I don't know if I have. I really think I only have like one that's like great that I would like okay. to talk about. It's that I understand Mirabelle's gift. Okay, that's that was that really one of my questions. It. Why did why did she not get a gift, or did she? Um, and so go ahead. So I'd love to hash out my my theory. I've read some stuff. Um, I don't agree with any of the, uh, I agree with kind of one of the things. Um, so I, I think that Mirabelle um, was not given a visible, tangible, magical gift because her gift is essentially leadership um, because she is meant to be she's meant to take over for her grandma 
because her grandma's obviously not going to live forever. And the way that the family dynamic has always been for her one generation was that one person did not have any powers and she helped lead. She was the one who ran the show. Everyone. And so then eventually it just makes sense that somebody's going to have to come around who is going to continue to do the same thing. And then it also even alludes to it in the story in two main ways, which is that um, Abuela says, like, I asked for um, a miracle. I asked for some help in how to save the miracle and how to, how to lead this family. And I, and the miracle or, or Abuela gave me you. Yeah. And then at the very end with it, her door is the house. Her room is the house. She is the one. And it, the I never, it wasn't until I just watched this time that I saw it, like, oh, like literally her gift is leading the family. She is going to be the one who's like the matriarch of the family who leads and guides them um, forward. And you see it throughout the movie because she, unlike anyone else, is able to, she's able to encourage Antonio and she helps people break out of their shells and be their best self. And yeah, she is the person who understands people and leads them and guides them and it's intrinsic in who she is yeah no i i, I 100 co-sign with that yeah i think that's that's it um and along with that um because of the miracle and the triplets got powers why do you think abuela didn't get powers same reason that uh, mirabelle didn't get i think that she was meant to just be the one that kind of led and guided the the family and she didn't need anything other than leadership to do that she was supposed to kind of help round everyone up the um in the remember me i said a couple times i mentioned it in during 22 um uh the song that mirabelle sings or she's ready for a miracle she's ready for her miracle I think that that's like, be careful what you ask for, because immediately after that, it, she's put to the test of, all right, now you got to lead the family. Now you have to try to fix these things. And it's in a bad spot to start with. And so it's almost like her gift is that she is going to rebuild the family and, and lead them as to be united. She has to like unite the family and she has to keep them united. And that's what Abuela had to do for a long time. And over time, she made it worse but Mirabelle has to keep them united. But before she can keep them united, she has to actually unite everyone. And it kind of starts with the house starting to crumble. Like, all right, you, you want your miracle? You've got it. Start leading. Um, I think it's interesting, too, that um, her door broke. Um, because what's behind the door for, for each of these family members is a huge room where they can essentially practice their powers. Antonio gets this, like, rainforest where he can talk to a whole bunch of animals. Um, the uh, Isabella can has this big, huge open room where she can make plants go crazy. Bruno has the big open sand pit that he can see tons of visions. That's really the only rooms that we see. Um, but her room is, like you said, the house. Um, her 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 job or where she can practice her power, quote unquote, is just the house. It's not a room. It's not. It's it's like she can't go into a room in isolation and practice her powers because her powers involve everyone else, kind of like you mentioned. So I, I think that's kind of interesting. Anything else for twenty two, Josh? Um, I don't think so. I was going to also mention kind of the division. I I think that um, who's the one that's breaking apart the family and that division and that fight? What yeah. are what are your thoughts on that? Um, yes, <laughs> um, 
I, I think it could be a mixture of both of them. Um, and it took both of them to kind of get the family back together. I think it was the rift between the two of them. Um, Abuela being like, essentially thinking that Maribel is why it's breaking and kind of the opposite as well. Maribel thinking Abuela is why it's breaking and that, that friction and that breaking apart is what's causing the family and the house to break apart as well. So when that is um, reconciled, I think that that's why the house is able to be rebuilt as well. Yeah, that makes sense. The um, That's a good way to put it. I don't have it like completely flushed out. I, I think it was just interesting as I was watching it this time, the whole movie, you kind of, my thought initially is that it's Abuela's fault because she's the one who's created this culture and this feeling of, perfection from everyone but it's it's mirabelle's outburst at her saying you're the one who did when she's yelling it that's when everything falls apart so mirabelle does kind of cause it but it's more her i think that the rest of the family could have caused it as just as well they just they just went along with it instead but mirabelle actually pushed up against it and, and kind of expedited what abuela had started and like you said, it's kind of their division. They're supposed to be unified because they're supposed to lead the family. And because they're broken apart, it tears everything else apart. I, I, yep. That's my view of it, I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh, why don't we move like on it. to our core memories? But the really important ones are over here. I don't want to get too technical, but these are called core memories. I am struggling to figure out what I want to choose here. So I'm going to let you go first. Dude, me too. Me too. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the last song, which was honestly my least favorite song for a long time, just because it's kind of, it's not as fun, exciting, catchy, but it just, it ties everything up so well and it really brings everyone and everything together in such a really unified and fun way that I think that that's just got to be my favorite. Yeah. There's so many good parts though. There is. Um, I think my favorite scene is going to have to be We Don't Talk About Bruno's song. Um, this isn't what so I wrote good. down on my paper, but I think looking back and obviously there's a whole lot of real world implications behind why I would choose this um, because obviously like it's the thing that got most popular. But I think when I think of Encanto, I'm going to think of that song and that scene. Um, and so that's probably my core memory with the, with an honorable mention to the ending scene where she actually gets the doorknob and actually gets her door, um, and the symbol, uh, like, uh, the symbolic nature of, of her opening the door and her door leading to the house. Like we kind of mentioned, um, that's a pretty good scene as well. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. That, that makes perfect sense. Totally see why you would, why you would say that. All right, Josh, that is Encanto. Um, definitely, um, I'm glad I finally got to watch it. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's a great movie, and I'm, I'm pumped that, um, that this is what we got to watch. And so anything else before we move on to our next um, movie, Spinning the Wheel and Such? That's it. All right, man. So we have some business to attend to. Your choice of Encanto means that you have to replace a movie on our wheel. What would you like to put on yeah. the wheel? Um, I want to open the door of the Lego movies. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'm so pumped. And so I'm guessing the first yeah. one. Yeah. Right? Yes. That's what we said. Um, yeah. If we're going to do ones that have multiple, we'll start with the first. I'm really mostly excited for Lego Batman. Um, but Lego, Lego Batman. Uh, the is, first one yeah. and Lego Batman are the ones that I want to do most. So we'll start with the first one. Yeah. I've actually not watched Lego uh, Lego 2. I think I have, but I don't remember it. So. All right. So um, just as a quick recap, the movies that we can spin here are Bolt, Goofy Movie, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, Megamind, Wreck-It Ralph, Lion King, Tarzan, How to Train Your Dragon, Shrek 2, and Lego Movie. So any anyone you're hoping uh, pops up there or just kind of kind of spin it um, for this week? Hope it's I hope it's one of mine and none of yours. <laughs> just kidding. I like all of the options that are up there. So hey. I'm excited for what we get. Here's the spin. Well, you got your wish. The music. <laughs> it's one of yours. Um, and okay. this next week, uh, both of us just can't wait to be king. We're watching The Lion King. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. That's awesome. Yep, that's that's a pretty good, uh, good right. pick there. I mean, I'm excited to watch that. It's actually probably been a while for me since I've watched this movie. So um, that's exciting. I was just thinking that Addie would probably really like this movie because she loves animals. So I'm excited to watch it. I'll probably show her it at times because she will, she'll love it. Very good. That's awesome. Um, that's I have one last thing that we didn't mention about Encanto. Okay. That's irrelevant. Uh, this is a Pixar podcast, but this is not a Pixar episode. Okay. Uh, I acknowledge that there's some funny business with Bruno and disney right now yes because yes. <laughs> silence bruno and we don't talk about bruno and i don't think they're connected i think it's irrelevant but i just it is funny and it i wanted to mention funny. it but i don't think it's connected in any way <laughs> like we don't want bruno to talk and we're also not going to talk about bruno <laughs> clearly so. disney hates brunos for some reason <laughs> i i don't think they're connected especially considering they weren't even going to name him bruno that was just a lin-manuel right. miranda move for the song <laughs> But it is hilarious that back to back they have two movies that talk about Bruno in like weird ways. Such a random name to talk about. (laughs) All right, Josh, next time we will be talking about The Lion King. It's exciting. Yeah, man. See you next time. For Lamb Stomp. Peace.